Hey everyone, thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. Today I'm joined by Dr. Susan Quaggan, who is the president of the American Society of Nephrology. How are you today? I'm great, and thank you very much, Jared, for inviting me on today. Absolutely. I'm, I'm really excited to, to speak with you. And for, for those of uh, the audience that are watching, I love that blazer you have right now. Oh, oh. <laughs> thank you. It is, it, would you. Is that pink or salmon? It is pink. And uh, yes, I, I figured something colorful would be, would be appropriate. I like it. it. It's perfect with like the beige chair behind you too. It, you, you win the award for probably like best looking like office I've seen or, or backdrop um, that design. Everyone, I'm going to tell everyone that's listening to the podcast, they must go on and watch the video just so they can see this blazer <laughs> and your background because it is really, really nice. Cl- probably the cleanest background too, by the way. So kudos to, to you. All right. Thanks. <laughs> well, I do now that I'm kidding. <laughs> Well, now that I'm done gushing over the the blazer and the background, let's talk a little bit about you. Uh, Would love to hear about your background and then your current role uh, at ASN. Sure. Well, uh, thanks for asking. So I am a nephrologist. I'm a kidney doctor, Um, actually a Canadian, but I live in Chicago now for the past nine years. Um, where I'm the chief of nephrology and also run a research lab and research institute. Um, and my passion is, is working uh, to in, you know, improve and transform kidney health. So I'm really excited and privileged to serve as the president of ASN this year and last year. And uh, there I work with a phenomenal group of staff uh, as well as a large number of uh, member volunteers who, you know, are all are focused to advancing kidney health. So it's really an exciting place and an exciting time for kidney health. Absolutely. And, and, and as I was talking to you a little bit before we started recording the interview, I was super excited to have you on also for the reason of like how my experience with nephrologists, my family's experience with nephrologists, because my grandfather went through dialysis for, for several years. So I was super excited to, to have the opportunity to speak with like, he would have been pretty, he would have been very impressed that I was speaking with you right now. So I'm, I'm so happy to, to have this opportunity. Um, so I appreciate you giving us that, that background. I would love to, to shift focus if it's okay. And hearing more about ASN, Maybe tell us about the mission and then some some new initiatives underway, if you don't mind. Sure. Yeah. So ASN, it's a professional membership organization. So it's an international organization of about 21,000 members in over 130 countries. And uh, as I mentioned, the focus is on advancing kidney health. So a few years ago, we revisited the vision and the mission statement and came up with a pretty bold vision, uh, imagining a world without kidney diseases. And, uh, you know, that is bold because there are 850 million people worldwide with kidney disease. And in the United States alone, 37 million. And you've even, you know, personally in your own family experienced it. And, you know, about 90% of people with kidney disease don't know they have it. So, you know, the time is really ripe that we change that. So um, I also appreciate you asking about new initiatives. So a couple of years ago, uh, we developed a new uh, 
a new uh, United for Kidney Health uh, initiative. Uh, you can join, anyone can join. You just uh, go to the American Society of Nephrology website. You can join it for free. Uh, but the purpose of United for Kidney Health is to um, bring in members, not only from within ASN, but from other, um, other walks of life, patients, um, other individuals who also, you know, will join us in this real fight against kidney disease. And there are four pillars uh, to United for Kidney Health. One is to intervene earlier, and that's to prevent kidney disease and, and kidney failure like your grandfather had. One is to transform transplant. So we're in a, a new time for transplantation. You might have heard about xenotransplantation and all sorts of new initiatives around helping patients. Another is to eliminate disparities and kidney disease is really a poster child of disparities. So uh, that's front and foremost in everything we do. And, and finally, um, certainly uh, not, uh, not least, um, but, but stating at last is innovation um, and in enhancing patient choice. And in everything we do, our guiding principle is to do what's in the best interest of people uh, living with kidney disease. That sounds like I just a, said a lot. No, I just said a hey, <laughs> no, it was it was a good a lot. That that's a that's a pretty cool new initiative. Uh, can you can you share maybe some of the thought process and why you wanted to roll that out? Yeah, so you know, I think it goes back to the point that you know, kidney disease is a huge problem, and yet it's under recognized. And it's time, you know, that we stood up for kidney patients, and it's time that people took notice. So. The initiative itself is pretty bold and it focuses on areas that are really undergoing transformation right now in our field. So um, as I mentioned, we're at an incredibly exciting point in the kidney space, incredible new therapies that are powerful that can you know, almost stop kidney disease in its tracks, but certainly slow down progression. Um, so the time was right to do this. And uh, you know, I think, with a lot of interest and, you know, enthusiasm from younger generations, which I'm so excited about, um, you know, activism with optimism to really make a change. So the, it's the right time. And, um, you know, I think we're all behind it. And, and it's an exciting, exciting opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited that you rolled it out. I, I'm going to look more into that as well. Um, and if, you know, when we, when we release this, if you want me to put any links to it or anything, please just sure. tell the team and we'll, we'll put those in there um, in, in the show notes or comment section. Uh, leading into that, which I think this, this new initiative that you launched kind of leads into my next question, was really around what the, what the society is doing, uh, your, the American Society of Nephrology uh, is doing to help create a world without kidney disease. Uh, and I know that that initiative kind of plays into that, but can you, can you tell us what else uh, you're doing in order to, to help that become a reality? Yeah, so you might imagine there's lots of activity going on. And again, this really comes down to having phenomenal staff at ASN who are committed to advancing, uh, advancing kidney health. So major um, functions of ASN are in education, so educating the membership, uh, and they do that through uh, international meetings that are held every year, through webinars, through um, 
special learning modules, lots of innovative teaching, um, you know, throughout COVID, they really led a charge to network globally and to um, educate not only professional members, but also patient groups. Um, in addition, we've got a lot going on in the policy space. So we've got incredible um, individuals who work with the society who are leveraging, you know, policy legislative efforts to make sure they are all in the best interests of patients with kidney disease. Uh, so that's a lot of time spent up on the Hill and talking with uh, individuals in DC and, and around the country. Um, we also partner on, on larger global policy issues and education with international societies like the International Society of Nephrology, the European Renal Association. And that was important with recent efforts um, with the Ukrainian war and trying to get you know, um, the proper um, resources out to patients and kidney patients um, who are, you know, suffering over there um, and research. So ASN uh, gives out millions of dollars in research grants every year. We've got um, a pipeline of, of the next generation, which is incredibly exciting because they're the ones who are going to make the next, you know, big uh, discoveries, um, as well as a lot of initiatives around excellence in patient care. And here, there's a lot of partnership with patient organizations like AAKP, as well as, um, as with um, FDA to try to advance um, new treatments and new therapies, like you were talking about earlier before we got on, you know, um, with your grandfather. And, um, you know, throughout all of this, um, we partner a lot with patients. Um, as one other initiative that's pretty cool is something called Kidney X, and it's a private-public partnership with HHS, um, with the government, and it's a prize competition to develop bioartificial kidneys, xenotransplantation, new therapies. So, yeah, lots and lots of activity, um, and and members who you know are are participating in all sorts of challenges to help raise awareness um, as well. Thank you I so keep much. Talking a lot. No, you're, you're you're not. You're you're talking the perfect amount, and you're answering each one of these questions incredibly. So thank you. Um, I know sometimes it feels right. I I always want to give you as much time as you need to answer questions. So you're doing you're doing a great job. Um, I have a couple more things I'd like to to dive into if that's okay. Sure. Uh, this is another area I'm super interested. Obviously, given my background with or experience with uh, you know having a loved one kind of go be a part of kidney disease. Uh, what, what kind of treatments are currently available to, to help slow or stop the progression of kidney disease today? Yeah, so that's, uh, that's a great question. And one of the reasons why we're so excited about this time in kidney medicine, over the past few years, there's been a slew of very positive clinical trials that demonstrate you can slow the progression of kidney disease, you can slow uh, sort of the progression to kidney failure, ending up on dialysis or needing a transplant by a huge amount of time um, in over a short um, period of time. So some of these therapies are known as SGLT2 inhibitors, um, which were originally developed for patients with diabetic kidney disease, but now it's been demonstrated that it works for uh, chronic kidney disease without diabetes. And there are a number of other new therapies that have come down the pipe. So 
Um, you know, we could go on probably for an hour, but the opportunity now is that we really do have these powerful mood therapies. The biggest um, issue right now is implementation, making sure that, you know, physicians and other members of the healthcare team know how to prescribe them, um, that patients are, uh, you know, partners in, in choosing these medicines, and that we get the cost down in this country. So there's still cost barriers, but it, it really is going to transform uh, the way we manage kidney disease. So incredibly exciting time. And it really aligns with that first uh, intervene earlier of our first United for Kidney Health, because now we've got the tools, we can do it. So, so going off of that, yeah. at what point should a nephrologist step in during treatment yeah. for someone that has kidney disease? Right. That's a great question. And usually it's um, towards the later stages of kidney disease. And we need to partner as nephrologists. Some of our best uh, professional partners are the primary care physicians. And we need to have a really good dialogue so that we know you know, when a patient needs to come to see a kidney specialist. Um, however, with these newer therapies, you know, we really need champions in our field to get out there and to help our primary care physicians, you know, really learn that they need to start prescribing these early, maybe before we start to see these patients. Um, and, you know, in addition, we need a lot more uh, research dollars, national and international research dollars, to be able to identify and better risk stratify patients really early and, and identify who's going to go on to develop more aggressive kidney disease so that we can really focus on that um, population of patients. So I think um, it's a great question. And um, I would say that everybody should know their kidney health risk. And there are some great tools with our partners at National Kidney Foundation pop onto their website as well. And you can just fill out, it's like a 10, maybe a one minute um, survey that's electronic. And you'll know you're, if you're part of the one in three people at risk of kidney disease. Well, thank you so much, by the way, for coming on and answering all my questions and telling us more about uh, ASN and your background really appreciate it look forward to already having you come back uh, again soon maybe on one of our other podcasts sometime as well yeah. but thank you so well, much Jared thank you so much and and I'm sure I talk too much I'm passionate about kidney health so I really appreciate uh, you giving us a platform thanks so much <laughs>